0: Hey guys, what is going on? I have got a very cool live episode for you today with myself and my beautiful wife Gabrielle. We are talking about side hustles, a very popular topic for entrepreneurs and new real estate investors who are trying to save up for that first down payment. So grab a pen and paper, lots of great examples and enjoy. There's been a lot of people asking and about you know how to get your first property, how to how to save up for that first property. And, um, and I know all about it. It was, it was hard. It's hard. Um, it's hard saving up for your first down payment for your own house, you know, trying to scrounge up fifteen twenty thousand $20,000. I mean, uh, I I had a pretty decent wage. I had, I had a six figure job and it was still very, very hard. Yeah. yeah. So you guys say something?
1: I was just going to say, not only saving up for down payments, but also a lot of people have that goal of replacing their income and you shouldn't just do so with one income stream. It's always good to have side hustles, right?
0: What do they say? The most successful people have like seven passive income streams, which I think is pretty crazy, but um, but it's the truth. It's, um, it, it, you, if you want to be successful and you want to take yourself to the next level, you, you kind of do need uh, alternative income streams on top of your job. And I mean, that's what we did. We, we hustled, we hustled hard in the evenings, on the weekends, trying to bring in an extra five, 10 bucks an hour. Like I wasn't, I wasn't worth my time, like looking back on it, but I had to, it was necessary um, in order to, to start saving up to, I mean, what we ended up doing was we already owned our first house, but we were trying to aggressively save for our next down payment to move into a house and turn our, our previous house into a rental. And uh, it, it was it was tough. So what did I do? Googled how to make money online. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, I knew that real estate was was what we wanted to get into. But if you don't have any money, then you got to get creative, right? Um, I was getting plenty of overtime, but just, it wasn't quite enough. And I wanted to get there faster. So, um, you know, today we're just going to talk about side hustles. And we're going to talk about a few <clears throat> examples that we've used over the years, some that we're still using. And then if anybody else has, you know, cool ideas or cool things that they've done in the past or today, I mean, share it. It's, uh, there's there's plenty to go around for everyone. And, um, you know, hopefully that this might inspire a few people to go out and, and kick some ass and, and and get that first down payment or, you know, to get that first, you know, chunk of change to invest. It doesn't have to be real estate, just anything in general. Um, so I, I literally wrote down, like, I. <laughs> two sides of a paper of all the stuff that we've done and all the cool ideas. And then a few ideas that actually I, I came up with, but I ended up opting out because it was just taking up too much of my time, but uh, there's no shortage of ways to make money online. And, and so the first one we did
1: and not online
0: and not online. Oh, for sure. You know, the first one we did, I remember because it was winter and my hours were extremely diminished. I remember this. it's, It's funny how I remember Key moments in our life where things changed. Um, I came downstairs because I wasn't working <clears throat> and the TV was on in the living room, and it was the news, which is so weird. I, I can't remember the last time we did like it. It's like a
1: Vancouver segment.
0: There's a Vancouver segment on like CTV News, and they were talking about this new cool app called Field Agent, where basically, you know, they would put up jobs for mystery shopping jobs and they were so small. it was like $3 per task. And I looked at it and I'm like, okay, let's check out this app. We ended up, it was like nine in the morning, we ended up downloading the app. And then we look and they're all over the city. So what did we do? We hopped in our vehicle and on her phone and my phone, two separate accounts, she was maxing out on all the jobs that she can take on. And I was maxing out on the jobs that I could take on. And we were hitting grocery stores doing price checks yeah. for like $3 per task. And like, it was so funny. It was, it, it's, it's really fun to remember. Cause like Gabby would be going down one aisle. I'd be going down another aisle and I'd be like, Hey Gab, you see any peanut butter? Where's the <laughs> peanut butter? You got Skippy? And like, because we're just rap-
1: rapidly yeah, ripping through,
0: ripping through, just trying to find these, these, uh, you know, these UPC codes. Yeah. And... and that
1: was kind of out of necessity for us at that time. Like you said, right. your hours were down and we needed to bring in more money. And that's like, it was either we, like we had, um, Everly was just still very young.
0: So, oh, yeah, we dragged her along.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I
0: forgot. She was, she was like one.
1: Yeah, Maybe. so it was either like, and we had decided that I wasn't going back to my job. So it was, yeah, figure out how to bring in some more money or we were hooked.
0: Yeah, yeah, Yeah. it's, um, it's funny. I forgot about that. And so, yeah, we'd just be ripping through down aisles and then we hop back in the vehicle and then we go to the next grocery store and we had, a, we plotted a whole map on our GPS of like how we're going to do it effectively because there was like time limits and stuff. And then by the end of the day, we'd look and we made like $63 after we paid for gas, which is not that much. But
1: but it was money in the account and we had time, right? Yeah. So Wayne wasn't working. We were just sitting around trying to figure out what to do. So why not go make $63?
0: Better than sitting around moping about it and complaining about the government and, you know, your job and everything else. Take action. So, yeah, that was, that was one thing. And that actually stemmed into, you know, I was looking at a lot of other things. I was looking at like um, uh, voiceover work. Um, you could do like voiceovers for podcasts. You can do um, like website audits. They they would they would hire people to go onto a website and get you to find something, and then you would comment afterwards on all the struggles of trying. Like, well, that doesn't make any sense. I had trouble. Like, there's a lot of cool stuff you can do. Like freelancer stuff. Um, uh, a lot of freelancer stuff work as well. Obviously, like if you have skills, you know, Fiverr freelancer. You can you can post your skills and and do odd jobs like odd tasks and stuff for people um, with skills that you already have. Right on top of that, you can develop skills like editing. <laughs> Tom asked if this is recorded and replayed. Yeah, we'll record this and uh, and uh, I'll post it up on the podcast as well. I think it's I think it's pretty valuable information. Um, where was I? Uh, oh, the, the what was I talking about? I don't know. Oh shoot! <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, I think I was getting towards podcasts. Um, that's kind of where my my first little uh, research into podcasts started. Was um, when there was like podcast editing and podcast podcast promotion. There's there's um, you can you can learn how to edit podcasts for people. You can do voiceover work. You can um, edit out their ums and ahs and stuff like that. Which you know you can make a ton of money off me. Uh, <laughs> you charge per um. <laughs> no, I'm self conscious uh, about the ums. <laughs> um, and then there's podcast booking agencies. That was really cool. That I, uh, thing that I learned about as well. Like there's people that actually will reach out to podcasters or YouTubers and say, "Hey, um, you got a great thing going on. How about I book you on shows? Or alternatively, how about I book people on your show for you? And I can find people. So." It's like, again, like an endless list of things that you can do online you're not going to get rich off it, but it'll, it'll keep your family fed. And alternatively, you know, if you're just sitting around between four o'clock and, and 11 o'clock anyways, just watching Netflix or playing Xbox, you know, that's seven hours of hustling that you can do to make an extra 50 bucks. And that adds up at the end of the month. That might be that little extra that you need in order to get that first down payment to get you rolling. Right. Um, <clears throat> next, uh, I want to talk about the flip, the art of the flip. I mean, the flip is the oldest, uh, the oldest uh, way to make money is, is to buy low and sell high. Right. It's, uh, I mean, if you're really interested, uh, Gary Vaynerchuk did a really cool uh, flip challenge back in 2017. And I think he called it like the Gary Vaynerchuk flip challenge, but basically um, he was out doing garage sales and he would have his Amazon seller app on his phone. And what you can actually do is, where's where's your phone? You know, on a lot of items, they all have barcodes on the back and you can download an app and scan the barcode and it will tell you how much that sells for on Amazon. So he was doing that and he was doing it for eBay as well. He'd scan the barcodes like all oh, this Ninja Turtles thing is where it sells for 60 bucks. This guy's selling it for two. So he'd buy it and then he go sell it on Amazon or he sell it on eBay. Super, super cool way. I mean, just, just going to garage sales. You can also, you can just do that on um, Walmart as well, or like a dollar store or something like that. Um, if you see a discount bin and there's lots of really cool stories. If you look online, it's called retail arbitrage, obviously. Um, you know going and looking for discounts at stores scanning the barcode seeing oh wow this is on sale for 75 percent off and i can sell it on amazon for for more than that so you know they would you would see guys loading up carts full of like disney dolls and then selling them on amazon because they know they can flip them and you know just like anything there's 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 programs there's apps and stuff where you can um get data and intel Uh, Like how many of these sell per month? Where do they sell? You know, you don't want to load up on 200, you know, Elsa dolls and then find out that they don't move. Right. Just because they're listed at a certain price. But you might be able to look and see that they turn, you know, 100 per month in Canada or something like that. So super, super cool stuff. I actually got a question here. I just wanted to look at this comment. Okay. Um, yeah, so the flip is, is amazing. Uh, you can take that one step further with the Amazon. And there's online arbitrage as well. And I won't name his name, but I met a really cool guy here when I was, because I went, I went deep into this. Uh, I went super deep uh, because I wanted to learn everything about this, this whole Amazon thing and how it all works and eBay and flipping and stuff. And I went six months hard into research. And I met a guy in Edmonton I was I was so happy and like somebody else that does this and he had a business. <clears throat> I met him and like I learned that he, he, he had these programs that would run on his computer that that would look through all of the websites online so Target, Walmart, Home Depot and stuff like that. And it would look at the prices that they were selling for compared to the prices on Amazon. And he would be able to export it into a spreadsheet at the end of the day to look and see how much of a spread it was. And he had his own parameters in his mind and metrics and stuff that he knew, okay, if it was this difference over here, then he would go and order them all, send them to his warehouse. He'd, he'd pack them all up and ship them off to Amazon. It's it's so, so cool. And I, I loved it so much, but I mean, ultimately it came down to the end of the day. If I was going to do that full time, there was going to be no time for real estate. So I had to make a decision, but um the Yeah, line. that's that's a job. Yeah, a
1: full-time job. He had a warehouse, warehouse and it was yeah. full
0: of stuff. And that was he had his own little you know packing and 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 taping thing and and Amazon or sorry, UPS or whoever FedEx will come by once a day and pick up all of his packages and ship them out to Amazon. So if you don't know, Amazon is it's just a it's a they're a middleman. It's changing a bit these days, they're getting more in the game, but for the longest time, they've just been a middleman. What they are is they have a website and they have buyers and sellers. And they weren't really selling a whole lot of products initially. It was all online sellers. So when you buy your, your protein powder or your cell phone stand, uh, some 19 year old ordered it off Alibaba in, you know he's living in Toronto, he ordered off Alibaba and he had it shipped directly here to a Toronto warehouse. Like a lot of people don't realize that it's not Amazon actually selling it, they're, they're fulfillment. The, the their provider, so the, when they send it to you, Amazon's we- uh, warehouses, it's a fulfillment warehouse. You're shipping off items that already have brands and 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 UPC codes and everything else, and then someone on the you know is going on Amazon.com and selecting that item and buying it, and then Amazon's taking a cut. Now, like I said, it's changing a bit these days where Amazon's getting a little more in the game. You'll see Amazon Basics is becoming more and more popular. Start off with batteries, and they're kind of getting more and more in the game. I won't get too deep into it, but it's kind of unfair for sellers because sellers have been gathering all this data for years and Amazon has access to that data and Did they you know pick the they're going and picking the best possible ones with the best spreads and they know exactly where it comes from. But, you know, I'm sure most people know <clears throat> 90% of, of items that we buy like stuff is from China. It's, it's all from China and so that's that's why I said Alibaba and uh, Aliexpress you know there are two websites and apps you can get on your phone and I mean you can pull up your phone right now and type in cell phone stands and it'll give you a ton of distributors who sell cell phone stands in China and then you just reach out to them you start negotiating on prices you look for the color you get you send them your brand logo next thing you know you know now you've got real estate investor dad Cell phone stand, and I'm selling them on Amazon. It's it's really super simple, and, and that right there is called private labeling. So you will you'll source something from China, and you'll put your own label on it, whether it be a a check mark or a you know a, whatever you know, a pen, whatever whatever your logo is, and that's called private labeling. And uh, I I really like that one there, and obviously we we did a little bit um, when I was looking at it. Okay, sorry, I was just reading a comment. When I was looking at it, you know, my thoughts were, I didn't want to just buy something like a cell phone stand because, you know, there's, there's no, I mean, there's demand for it, but everybody else is, is doing cell phone stands. So when I thought about it, I was thinking like, okay, I want something that we're gonna get repeat customers where there's always gonna be more and more. And the first thing that came to my head was moms. Mom sitting at home all day, <laughs> just ordering stuff online. I'm like, what kind of stuff do moms buy online? And I thought, like, okay, uh, what are moms always babies? They're always having babies, right? There's always babies coming every month. So I'm like, okay, baby gates and uh, baby mats and stuff like that. And then what we ended up doing is I um I was I was doing that. I went hard into research for like a month, and then I sourced this product actually, and this is years ago, and all it is is is, is baby mats, foam baby mats, and and I saw some that had wood grain, and I'm like, wow, I'm like that is fancy ass baby mats. I'm like, if, if I were a mom living in a new house, I never really liked like the cheap colorful number alphabet mats and stuff like that. I'm like, if if you lived in a, in a, in a nice house, I would want some nice wood grain baby mats. And so we ended up sourcing them from China. And um, we after all said and I mean you negotiate your price and then you gotta you gotta factor in shipment so it gets shipped by sea cans and then it gets shipped by trucks across Canada from Vancouver and stuff like that import fees import fees and all that other stuff but all said and done after we did all our research it ended up being it was about nine bucks per pack so that's ten tiles so it's about uh, ninety cents per square foot and the market online at least was like 20 250 to three dollars per square foot so we're selling 10 packs for like 25 30 dollars a pack um yes yeah, so we started selling online for a little bit it was a little slow i didn't really want to dip into the american game the us amazon i just stayed in canada which is a little slow and ended up we we opted just to we started selling them locally for 20 bucks a pack just to kind of see and so that's why if anyone knows me well enough they've probably seen my hundreds and hundreds of posts online for baby mats, phone baby mats. But yeah, we've been doing it for years now. And uh selling for 20 bucks, we throw them on Kajiji and Facebook Marketplace. And then we get messages from people, just normal people saying, hey, I want three packs. Hey, I want 10 packs. Hey, I want one pack. And I'll be like, okay, cool. Hey, here's I want
1: to my- fill my basement.
0: Hey, I want to fill my basement. And I'm uh, like, okay, here's my address, you know, e-transfer it. So they e-transfer it and then I leave it on the front step and they come grab it. Like it's 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 as passive as that. Like the only downside is that I was ordering like 15,000 square feet and getting it shipped into our garage. So like half our garage. We haven't
1: parked in our garage in years. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Because I'm always filling our garage full of shit. But um, that was the only downside. Like I would just go keep a box in the house and then I get a message, you know, just as we're eating supper or sitting around or during the day at work or whatever. And I just, you know, go back and forth with them. And then I'd text Gabby and say, hey, someone's coming by in an hour for three packs, 60 bucks and you know they'd e-transfer her and then she put them on the, like soup and and to this day I mean I, I've we've we've talked about it because we're almost out um from our last order our last shipment and then COVID happened so you know we're a little concerned about a little concerned about like importing and stuff like that how are things you know going right now with imports from China so we 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 didn't re we didn't reorder in the spring But now we're getting close to being out. But you know, I've I've talked to you about it a lot, and I'm thinking like, should we keep doing it? I mean, with all these things going on with real estate, but like passively, just me getting messages and posting on social media and stuff like that, and Kijiji, we're making like 800 bucks, a thousand bucks a month, like super simple, super simple. Now,
1: don't sales really increase? with COVID because so many people yeah. were stuck at home and making creating spaces for their kids and stuff
0: martial arts I gotta I got do martial arts and I gotta work out at home I'm doing Brazilian yeah, jitsu Brazil, jiu-jitsu at home and like the, yeah like all um I mean before it was mostly like daycare school areas and new moms but uh I mean yeah COVID actually we, we got a ton yeah. and we saw a ton at Christmas too obviously it's a quick little twenty dollar pack you know it's 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 um, a quick thing you can get for someone, right? But uh, yeah, I mean, that's just another cool idea of something that we still do to this day. Um, I had, man, I had so many good ideas for Amazon. (laughs) And it sucks, it sucks because it's, you know, like, you know, you know me, I'm all about focus, right? And it's hard to, it's hard to stay focused on, you know, what you're doing in your business, whether it be real estate investing or whatever else and um you know i have this plan i'm trying to stick to it and then i have this amazing idea and i'm like hey gab amazon's like really picking up eh like it seems like every christmas you know every christmas just jeff bezos gets like twice as rich like his, his net worth goes up like 2x every christmas because people get lazier and lazier in november and and they don't want to uh they don't want to go down to Walmart or they don't want to go down to the mall. So they keep ordering stuff online. Seems like every year you start seeing more and more um, news articles and videos online about people stealing packages. Hey guys, it's Wayne here. Registration is now open for the upcoming Real Estate Investing Cabin Retreat and Mentorship Program. The program kicks off on March 12th through 14th in Alberta Beach, Alberta this is a fully immersive three-day real estate investing cabin retreat now that's followed by six months of one-on-one mentorship from yours truly bi-weekly calls not monthly and unlimited texts so i will be at your side 24 7 to support you and answer any questions that you have if you are on the fence about it let's just be honest don't bother Seriously, I only want serious you know, action you know takers. If that's you, like, you can sign guess. up should, at http: semicolon slash rei so dash to dash slash rei cabin retreatcom retreat dot slash register. Them, you know, and stuff. And don't Actually, to be it honest, it's yet. just in the notes below. Like, you can just scroll down like and a click a on that links right boxes. there. Yeah. Much simpler. How come I'm not seeing large mailboxes bolted to your front step or to your house, where almost like a mailbox where you open it up and you put your parcel in? and you close it and it's locked. And you come home, you unlock it, you grab your parcel. So I, I started sourcing <laughs> and like-
1: He really, really wanted to import oh, parcel boxes.
0: I went deep. <laughs> I was like, I was going over suppliers all over. Like I found some in like Poland and like, like and, and I had some really, really, again, fancy ass parcel boxes, not just like a, an old metal, you know, piece of crap, or I've seen some people build them out of wood. Like this is a fancy ass parcel box and something that someone with a nice house would be willing to spend three, 400 bucks on and put it out in front. And, uh, what it came down to was about an $80,000 investment. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, and
1: and you'd need big storage space. right? And once you get them shipped in, where are you going to store those? Yeah.
0: Yeah. We're so if you're our... doing it
1: through Amazon, that would have been huge Amazon fees to store something like that. Or you need your own warehouse.
0: Yeah. Right. Oh, I was thinking about. It. I was yeah. thinking about renting right. <laughs> a warehouse space because you know we can get them, we can source them for seventy, eighty bucks. And I've seen a few other people, you know, selling them across the world. You know, like England stuff like that. They're selling for four or five hundred bucks. Huge spread, but think, a huge buy-in. I
1: think the saddest day in your world was last year. I was doing my Costco run. And I turned the corner and there's a parcel box in Costco. And I took a picture and I sent it to Wayne. And he's like, ah, uh, <laughs> like, that, that was my idea a couple of years ago. And yeah, so it's my
0: million dollar idea. I was so bummed about that. It was either buy a property or in, in you know, become the parcel box guy. <laughs> and, but, you know, I, I, I stick to focusing and I, and yeah, and
1: I kiboshed it as well. Sorry about that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I wasn't
1: willing to risk it all in a parcel box.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, all that'll be the one when 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 the grandkids are asking me what I regret most on my deathbed, <laughs> it's gonna be the parcel boxes because I, you know, it's gonna happen. I'm gonna be old. I'm gonna be you know hunched over. I'm gonna be going for walks around the neighborhood, and every goddamn house is gonna have a parcel box. And that could have been Wayne's. but I digress. Um, <laughs> you know what it's it's funny no one's actually coming on with any side hustles so it's just me rambling on about all the cool things that I've done so I'm gonna you know if anyone does have a cool side hustle that they do whether it be freelancing or you know whatever you know how are how are you making extra money on the side I want to hear about it um
1: I think lots of people um get into like the mlms and stuff for side hustles yeah and, yeah.
0: Well, that's passive, mm-hmm.
1: right? Yeah, lots of opportunities, especially in to- in twenty twenty, like in today's day.
0: on uh, so, yeah, because you can market yourself very easily on, on social media. Yeah. So long as it's not too too saturated. But um, uh, I was also like, feel free to steal that parcel box idea. <laughs> by the way, I, I I would feel better that I motivated someone to do that. You know what I mean? That's that's a that's a rare it's a very good business. And and if you're maybe. Interested- maybe maybe not i i have all the data probably saved on my old phone i will send you all the links and everything you need um i just want to be a. I just i don't i, I don't want anything live
1: vicariously through i it. just want to
0: watch <laughs> i don't want some yeah anyways uh another so feel, feel free to steal that idea one other idea that i had um when things were tight was uh i started looking deep into ozone generators because with our rental property you know you try to figure out how to get rid of smells um, I had no idea that there are these, you know, generators called ozone generators. which so basically they release ozone particles, which basically kill and suck out all the oxygen particles in the, or replace them all in a room. And so it neutralizes the smells. And I went looking online just because I was curious, like how much people were charging for these services um, to come in and basically all you gotta do is plug in this unit. Tell everybody and their pets to get out for four hours. You dial it on for four hours and you leave and then you come back and forth. And you just unplug it and take it. Um, really amazing. We've got one in, in our garage. Uh, we use it uh, for rental properties when there's turnover, if there's any smells or stuff like that. Maybe animals. Um, super amazing uh, product. Uh, and they they were, you know, to rent one was actually pretty much the same amount to buy one. Like if you buy a decent sized one, they're two three hundred bucks, and people are renting them out for one hundred ninety nine dollars for a day. So that was another amazing business. Please steal that one as well. Um, It's it's just we just don't have the time anymore to do something like that. Another cool thing that I that I found while I was doing that was um, pocket ozone generators. Now that's now that's a twenty dollar product you can sell online really well because no one's doing that yet. How many people do you know with stinky gym bags or? hockey bags
1: they're the worst
0: These little ozone generators they don't do very much you just you you turn it on you throw it in your gym bag for a couple hours and it'll neutralize all the smells super cool and they're like i looked them up and they were like eight nine ten bucks eight nine ten bucks and you can sell them for 20 30 bucks online so there's not many people i mean there's a few There's a little bit of competition but you know that'd be something i was almost considering buying like Half a garage worth and selling them locally to all the hockey guys.
1: <laughs> the other half of the garage.
0: Yeah, the other half of the garage. One of these days, well, now that we now now that we're not doing that next order on foam floors, I think we uh, we can probably have a, a, a garage again soon. Oh, there's still a lot of stuff in the garage. I didn't talk about that. Is you know going back to retail arbitrage um, liquidations. Uh, that's something that we did for a while there and that was uh, Mm -hmm. a little success a little failure but um, you know looking for when stores are liquidating or getting rid of a bunch of stuff
1: yeah Uh, so for us it was uh, Rona's uh, were converting to Lowe's and so there were select stores that they were clearing out everything. everything
0: that wasn't Lowe's
1: yeah
0: I mean everything from Tools to light fixtures to foam mats to um bath mats I mean it's everything, and basically what we did was we were going from Rona to Rona, the ones that were uh that were changing over, and just with our Amazon apps. And literally, we just go and see what they were marked down to, scan the barcode, see the spread.
1: Negotiate with them, ask them, if say, <laughs> if we take all of them, will you, you know, do even half that price? And they were like, yeah, you're going to take them all? Sure. Yeah. And they'd get all their workers to get quick. <laughs> They're taking them all.
0: I We would yeah. separate all the stuff we were interested in into a little pile. And I'd be like, come over here. Let's talk. If I buy all these, how much? And they'd have them marked down from, you know, 50 bucks down to five bucks. And I'd be marketing them down to like a dollar. A dollar, yeah. And so we we got, oh, so much stuff. I
1: think the best thing to come out of that was the pendant lights, which we actually have in our house here now. We use them in this renovation. But those, we had so many of them, and people just loved them.
0: We made a ton off of that. So the little square pendant lights and stuff, they they weren't, uh, they were all being, the brand was being discontinued because it was a Rona brand, I think. Yeah. And uh, they were 20, 25 bucks or something like that. No, they were 30 bucks retail. And uh, they had them <laughs> like five bucks and I got them all for like a dollar each. And we yeah. sold them for 20 bucks each. Yeah. So 20 x it. And I don't know how many of those things we had. We had a ton. We had two or three pallets worth of those things. Yeah. Just made a ton of money. Now, I mean, like, we're, again, not getting rich, but you know, we flipped. Yeah. Um, all you gotta do is take a bunch of pictures and put them on Kijiji and just wait. We still got a bunch of like watering wands too. Like, uh, we, keep
1: miss, we keep missing the season to post those. Yeah. It's like you need to. So, yeah, for different products, you need to make sure that you're advertising them in the right season, right? So, yeah, like it's the hose wand things, like beautiful, really great colors. They're yeah. good quality, really great brand. Um, but you need to advertise them like right as spring hits and people are thinking about watering there. Yeah, and stuff, right? We keep missing
0: it. I love the flip. I love it, and then obviously, if you want to take it one step further, flipping. I mean, you can get into flipping in real estate, buying a house, you know, renovating it, and then selling it for a profit, or you can flip contracts. So wholesaling and assignments. Um, that's that's another game. You can go out and just get a really good deal, get it under contract, and then sell that contract to someone else. You never own the property. Um, the flip, I oh,
1: man, people the flip cars.
0: Kunal, it, I don't know if Kunal will watch this, we're 30 minutes in, but um, <laughs> Kunal's got a really good story about how, like, you know, he used to flip cars. Kunal Mahindra is a really good friend of ours. He's a real estate investor. And uh, he used to buy cars low and sell high. Uh, there you go. Serrari, just like car wholesaling. Uh, you can go to auctions, right? If you if you know the values of vehicles and you know how to, you know, if, if you're savvy with that, you can go to auctions, buy cars, and then sell them. It's, there's yeah, you can flip anything. And, and to be honest, I mean, if you're if you're struggling trying to make some cash or trying to get that first down payment, the flip is always the place to go because just with a $15,000 credit card, you know what I mean? You can, you, you can flip anything, right? Whatever, whatever, whatever you're, whatever you're savvy with, whether it be cars or whether it just be, you know, if you don't know anything, it'd be as simple as going with an Amazon app and, and selling it on Amazon or selling it locally, um, there's so many different cool things you can do, but uh, there's definitely, um, no excuse, no excuse for not doing it. I mean, it's just, it's, it's a hustle. They call it a side hustle for a reason because you got to hustle. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a lot of work, but, um, I mean, we, we did it. We still do it. It's, it's too easy not to,
1: yeah.
0: I think if, if the import export thing is, is, you know, loosens up a little bit, we're definitely, on going to earn another 15,000 square feet. How do I turn down? All I got to do is text my buddy over in Taiwan, and tell him, you know, I need fifteen thousand square feet of, of this and this, these 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 two colors. Cool. He takes care of all the shipments. We've got a, um, import. we got an import company that takes care of the shipments on this side, and then they literally back up to our garage and they pallet jack off into our garage. Super simple. I've already got my ad on Kijiji. I just copy paste it. Like way too easy not to. Sarhari's got a ton of great ideas. So, uh, Sahari Sarhari um, had mentioned, ski doo rentals, uh, water jet rentals. So, yeah, if you're in the right.
1: RV rentals. RV
0: rentals. Yeah. yeah. You can,
1: yeah, there's tons of now like uh, programs and stuff that you can use to rent that kind of stuff out.
0: Well, his next one was Airbnb. So, yeah, like the. Yes. Um, there's, there's uh, creators are making things a lot easier now. Where you know they're developing apps just like Amazon, where that they will do the work for you. They will bring you people, and you just post your stuff on our app or our website, yeah. and uh, we'll take a small cut rather than. And then do- you
1: know you're protected too. Like if you're renting out your RV, you don't just want to like post it on Kijiji and be like, hey, buddy, you want to rent my RV for the weekend? And they drive away. And and then, they yeah. Back. Like so through these programs, you have the prote- the protection and all that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, Uh I also mentioned content creation and selling on YouTube. Yeah, for sure. Or like affiliate marketing. So if you can get like affiliate codes for, for things and you can do a blog or a YouTube video or
1: an Instagram post. An Instagram
0: post. I mean, look how much Kim Kardashian makes off of that stuff. Those influencers online. Did
1: you just, talk, did you just bring up Kim Kardashian? Yeah. Okay. Cool. What? I don't know.
0: There's 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 value in having followers and having influence. Um, people look up to you. So if you're wearing a certain, or if I use a certain beard comb this morning, um, I should do a shout out and try and get a free beard comb. Um, <laughs> then yeah, it's if you're doing it anyways. There's a ton of people making money off that stuff. A ton. I mean, look at YouTube Kids. YouTube Kids is my god. Go and have a look at your you you know your kids watching YouTube Kids. All it is, is products that, you know, they're trying, <laughs> they're, they're putting in your kid's face so that they go and buy it off of some website or off Amazon. Right. It's a hustle. It's all a hustle. Anyways. Um, nobody came up with any really cool ideas. So, um, Shihari did. Shihari, Oh yeah. Shihari had some good stuff. Um, so do you do ski rentals, water jet rentals, car wholesaling? I'd be interested to know.
1: one thing you didn't mention is that with the mystery shopping that we did years ago um you had kind of had an epiphany at one point where you're like instead of picking up all these little things sporadically Mm -hmm. here and there like we're literally refreshing the app waiting for new jobs to be posted why don't we create a relationship with because they'd have like area managers so there's some someone in charge of like the central alberta northern alberta and all that kind of stuff so why don't we reach out to them and create a relationship and you did that and basically we ended up be like so you used to have like a cap on how many jobs you can accept at a time it was like three or something yeah so but then after creating that relationship she would literally email us like the day before these jobs were supposed to be released and she'd be like do you want to take them all yeah and so she
0: knew we did a good job yeah so we if
1: we were available we would like how how many jobs would we take at a time
0: 200 200?
1: yeah across and,
0: across Alberta
1: yeah and we would go on a road trip like many times we drove down to Calgary and through Airdrie and through all the little towns along the way
0: Lacombe and Drumheller and all the way up to High River and yeah like I I'd map it all out, and I would look at it, and, and I would negotiate. I got to a point where I can actually negotiate.
1: How much we would be paid? For how your much? And
0: you're not paying me that little. Like if I'm going to be do, driving across you know, the province, you know, you got to cover my gas, and I got to make sure it's worth my time, so that I can break it down to like, okay, how much could I realistically get done in a day if I left at 6 a.m., came home at 10 or whatever, 6 p.m., 12 hours? How much am I getting paid per hour? And it started working it out. I was making like 20 bucks an hour, so i go and do it on Saturday. 20 bucks an hour just yeah. go and it's pretty much me driving for 45 minutes get to a whatever uh, a retail store we, there was two retail stores that we did mystery shops and inventory audits so it was every other month one month we do mystery shops next month we do uh inventory so yeah we were making a couple extra hundred dollars a month just doing it on in the high. evenings oh yeah she, where are we
1: yeah when we started taking those vaults we were actually making quite a bit of money from that yeah yeah, so relationships, guys.
0: Yeah. Building <laughs> sure. relationships
1: and also not just settling for what's in front of you, like ask ask the questions, ask if that's a possibility, build a relationship and go get what you want.
0: They were so bummed like when things really started picking up with real estate investing for us and like we were way too busy for it. They got really bummed that we kind of like yeah,
1: weren't available we weren't anymore. available anymore and then they started
0: like sending it off to just random people and and uh, the reviews were starting to come in. And so it's, uh, I mean, again, if you guys want that information, you know, reach out to me. I'll, I'll, I'll help you guys out. I mean, there's some really cool stuff that we've, you know, done and we've developed and we're not using it anymore. So, but get creative, you know. Um,
1: oh, and then there's like Uber drivers and yeah. Skip the Dishes drivers and well, all those types of things. That well.
0: industry it exploded. Yeah. COVID guys, did so much for that. Like,
1: eh? Well, and when COVID hits or when the um economy tanks and all those types of things like don't just go and sit there on ei and complain like there's so much stuff you can go do it's ridiculous Mm -hmm. so stop being a victim and realize that there's opportunities everywhere like literally everywhere and especially in today's age where everything's online it's so easy it is so easy to go make extra money so stop being lazy honey and a victim
0: you are not normally this passionate it's normally it's normally I hate me. complainers yeah i well yeah
1: i get it it sucks but like i'm not saying that it's great when the economy tanks and that you shouldn't be mad about it but
0: yeah if you're cool cool but if you're complaining then there yeah. is options out there and again like reach out to me like i've, I've so many cool ideas that I, I don't have time for anymore and
1: Instacart, Srihari says. Instacart, yeah.
0: Yeah, Sharari's yeah. got some good stuff. And yeah. he, he said he, he he does do a lot of this stuff. So sounds like Sharari's a uh, he's a hustler. hustler. He's a hustler. <laughs> I, I I when I met him, I'm like, this guy's he's a hustler. <laughs> <laughs> you can kind of tell when you meet someone. All
1: right, uh, this is the longest live ever.
0: This is a podcast episode, yep, for <laughs> sure. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the show. Please, if you are on iTunes, take a second and subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. I know it's actually going to take about 30 seconds, but what it does is it helps us with the search ranking so that more people can find the podcast and get this valuable information. It would really mean a lot to us. Thanks so much.